Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 204 DGS. John Pritzborn is going to join us at 4.30 p.m. We have uh, Dan Dillon coming up. Dan has written a couple of books about St. Louis, and he has the, uh, don't have it right in front of me, but like the Ultimate St. Louis trivia uh, book. He's going to be with us at 2.30. We have Jim Talent coming up at 4 p.m. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Already has been a good show. Um, did you see, oh, my God, did you see what happened over the break that, uh, hold on, let me get it right. Tiger Woods named Athlete of the Century. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. Sources cite one C. Ranji, uh, noted <laughs> athletics experts. I was straight up terrified to chime in during that conversation. Once oh, the I yelling started, I'm like, what about Serena Williams? <laughs> oh, that would have been a great one. You should have thrown it in there. She's was, in that. I was a little intimidated. She'd be down there by before the, Tiger. Uh, have you guys seen that um, that Breaking Bad meme where Aaron Paul's screaming and he's like, he can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> that was me and Dave during that whole set when Dave was like, who's the best athlete? And then just sat back. I was yeah, like, he it's can't like, keep getting away with it. like throwing a piece of meat into a cage full of tigers. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Well, I, I was joking with you just before we came back. Like, that's that's like bread and butter old school sports talk. Like, yeah. go back to the 90s, early 2000s, like when I was doing overnights and be like, all right, let's fire up the phone lines tonight, and you'll throw something out like that, and yeah. people lose it. It's awesome. Uh, let's talk some actual sports. Um, <clears throat> before we get into, like, Cardinals, Blues, things like that, I am obsessed with mediocre professional athletes. <laughs> and Russell Wilson, used, at least, was billed as great. I remember drafting him in uh, in fantasy, like, 20 years ago, and he... My casual watching of the NFL now seems like he has sucked or people think he sucks, but he just keeps getting signed to deals. That seems like a sweet gig. Now, I wouldn't want to be mediocre. I, I know that no one uh, uh, no one aspires to be mediocre but overpaid, but there are worse things in life. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it's, Russell Wilson has had an interesting career arc, right? Because he went from being 
wildly underrated coming out of college. You know, the knock on him was he's too short, so he can't play quarterback in the NFL. And he proved that wrong uh, by putting up big numbers, by winning in Seattle. I would say basically until 2020, like until about then. And then it fell off for a little bit. And then he got traded and got that huge contract extension yeah. from Denver. And now almost always a kiss of death. Yeah. And, and this past season, he wasn't ridiculously bad, but it wasn't good enough, especially when you're getting paid that kind of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anything worse than being, I, I want to rephrase this. I don't know that there's anything worse to cover and talk about than someone who is so wildly overpaid. Right. I mean, for him, it's great, right? He's getting paid the same amount no matter what. And if yeah. they cut him, he's still getting paid money. Who have been some of the Cardinals mm. over the years who would fall into that category? Boy, not they haven't had too many like long term contracts that that have gone that way. But the, some short term ones mm-hmm. like Dexter Fowler's second, third year. Actually, his second year was pretty good. Uh, but his last couple of years were bad. And they ended up releasing him. That got a lot of people angry. Um you know, there haven't been, it hasn't been too many of the like, oh my God, the whole contract thing is the biggest issue. Um, it's been more of like, why do they keep playing? So it's like they, they've been doing a lot of the people get mad that they have a lot of the mid-level guys. Like when Matt Carpenter was here the first time, the last year or two, he struggled badly and he was making 12, $13 million a year. So again, wildly overpaid for what he was doing but not one of those like Russell Wilson type things. You don't have to name names, but over your years of covering sports, how many athletes have you covered who you felt like, brother, you're just not trying hard enough? Oh, it's not as common as you think. Uh, people a lot of times infer a lack of trying because thing, because you look like you're not playing well, because you're not playing well. Um, I would say it's not that common, but certainly exists. Yeah. I mean, it, Normally it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to think there was one, I'm trying to think of there, there was one that was, that felt like blatantly obvious. Usually when, when people draw that conclusion, they'll look at it like somebody gets out of shape I'm like, oh, he doesn't care anymore. He's letting himself go. And in some cases that's true. Some cases mm-hmm. not. Um, there are guys that once they get really paid, they're like, all right, well now I'm not. I'm not getting, I'm not taking the big risks anymore, or I'm going to go, I'm going to protect myself a little bit more, but I don't, again, I don't think it's common because what drives most people that are the athletes at that level is the competition. And also the most people, again, this is why I'm saying there are exceptions, but most of these guys care a lot about their teammates. And if you're not trying, you are harming your teammates. Who are some of the guys you've covered who did not seem to work that hard but they were just fantastic. <laughs> just like you, you wouldn't think that they were. They all do. I mean, you have to, to a degree, um, work hard to to be a professional athlete in some way. But there are uh, there are some where it just it's like, man, it just looks too easy. Like one of the guys that I know he worked and he worked out and he was strong and all that. But one of the guys that just looked so easy for to me was a guy. Do you remember Gary Sheffield? Sure do. It just. I don't know why it just looked like he made everything feel like it was easy when he was doing it. And it wasn't. And he was not a, by any means a lazy guy. Um, but yeah, that there's definitely, I'm trying to, and I want to, I want to put it the right way. There are definitely guys who have had success doing it their way for a long time who don't want to change from that. And that sometimes comes across as not trying hard enough. Gotcha. When in reality is it's maybe more of a delusion. Like I believe because this worked before it'll work again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I do. Wheels, how much of 
how often do you see an athlete get hung up mentally and that starts oh. to affect their game? And then how much support does a typical team or sport offer to that athlete? Way more now. If you go back 10, 15, 20 years, like the further you go back, the, the less. Remember the movie The Natural where mm-hmm. they bring in the sports psychologist? Like, losing is, losing a is a disease. <laughs> like It used to really be like that. Like It would be this ridiculous setup. And now every team and the union has this too. I mean, like they have agreements uh, uh, with uh, the, the part of the agreement between the unions and the league is that they have these, these have, you know, the, these resources available for athletes if they're struggling with those things. Um, but my God, it's, that happens. It's all, it's nonstop. It's all the time. There are always guys that are uh, in, in any given Cardinal season, for example, you'll find, that a guy that's really struggling badly is is in that position. I mean, listen, I, I don't think he would put it this way, or maybe he wouldn't, maybe he would, but like listen to some of the things Nolan Aronado said about last year. And he wasn't even that like it wasn't even that bad of a year, but he was talking about how much it wore on him and how it bothered him that he wasn't putting up the numbers that he expects to put up and playing the defense that he expects. Like, even a guy that's as great as he is, who is not having a terrible year, just not his kind of year was really bothered by it. You know I mean? Like, I think that it's, it's super common. It's super common. Do you think it's more common in baseball? I would I, think so because baseball, to me, <clears throat> having played both sports, but pretty much Sandlot, uh, baseball's so much more finesse. Like, I, I, I've had the yips over the years at different things, but the more physical it was, like being a running back, the less you get the yips, and the more where it's more technical and fine, like mm. hitting a baseball or pitching, you just get off quarter inch, and you can be off the whole way. Yeah, I mean, like 16th of an inch is the difference between a strikeout and a home run. You know, it's not that big of a difference. Um, I'm boy, I... I'm torn because I want to say, yes, it's harder in baseball. And I think for this reason, because it's every day, if you're struggling, it's every day you're going out there and like fail Monday, fail Tuesday, fail Wednesday. And it's already a failure based sport when you're a hitter. (laughs) True. If you're really good, you're going to fail 70% of the time. True. You're going to be out 70. If you're, that's, if you're a stud. If you're just a regular Joe, you're failing 75% of the time or more. Yeah, you're going towards the, the batting title if you're getting. <laughs> right. If you're hitting 300, you're an all-star, you know, as long as you have a little bit of power to go with it. But, like, you're a really good player if you're hitting 300. And if you're 250, I mean, you're failing 75% of the time. So when you take the normal rate of failure, which you learn to accept, and then you tack on top of that, but then the idea, like, if a football player has a terrible Sunday, he's got six more days till his next game. He'll get to practice, watch film, prepare for the next team, work on whatever he got going. If you fail today, if, you, if, if you're Nolan Arenado or you're Mason Wynn and you go 0 for 4 with three strikeouts today, you're going to come back tomorrow, and if you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, it can really build up on you. What did I miss, Wheels? Uh, like, I played pretty competitive slow-pitch softball. That sounds like an oxymoron, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we played the Bombers, I think they're called one time, where they had a bunch of fat guys who hit home runs. And that was amazing. Now on my TikTok, I'm seeing all these normies hitting these monstrous home runs, not just in slope and softball, but in like old man baseball. Yeah. I see these, these guys hitting one-handed home runs over and over and over again. W- what happened that I missed? We understand how the body moves. I mean, like size and weight and strength matter. But 
the what matters most is how fast the barrel travels toward the baseball. And using we understand biomechanics so much better. So if we know that it's a chain of events, right? It starts with your feet. It starts on the ground. And everything moves up from there in the swing. So if all of these things are timed correctly and done correctly and your body moves right, you're going to hit the ball further. So it's further. kind of become like golf. A, a lot like that. Yeah. It's, it's similar in that we understand more. Like It's why pitchers throw harder now. It's why guy, the average fastball velocity is up three, four, five miles an hour from where it was 20 years ago because we understand now how to move correctly to maximize velocity. Mm-hmm. So really what you're maximizing is force. So hitting is, but, and they are similar things, right? It's rotational force. Other than a complete mm-hmm. Usain Bolt freak who may come along, what do you think is the top end that a human can throw a baseball? We, I think we've seen it. 105 is the fastest we've ever seen. Uh, Jordan Hicks was there, 104, 105. Um, and that that standard has moved up, though. I mean, you know, if you go back to Nolan Ryan and J.R. Richard, I mean, when Nolan Ryan would, would throw a ball 100 miles an hour, it, would it, make news. it, it was the it was headline. It was big news. And it happens every day now, literally and, every day. And wasn't it 105 when Sports Illustrated pulled the April Fool's joke? Uh, something like that. The, the, uh, Sid Finch. Yeah. I can't remember if it was 105 or like a hundred. It was big. It was crazy for the time. Yes. And probably a little less crazy now, but it's interesting though. We're not seeing, I've n- I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's maybe been a one Oh six in there somewhere in a pitching facility somewhere, but we don't know how, uh, that radar gun is going to compare to another so, one. Is it done by GPS? How is, you know, if I told you your life savings, we'll multiply it by 10. Are you betting that in your lifetime anyone throws 110 verified? Yeah, I bet. Oh, you think so? I would say. I mean, it's probably, well, hopefully. Uh, I'd probably have to live another 25 years, 20, 25 years. It's, it doesn't happen super fast. There were some breakthroughs recently that bring up the average. Mm-hmm. But the maximum, I mean, like Aroldis Chapman threw 104 12, 13 years ago, and it really hasn't moved up from there very much. When you watch Jordan Hicks, I don't know if you ever got to see him like from a few feet away. Oh, in spring. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Did he just look different? It sounds different more than looks different. Like the, because the way the laces spin, you hear it. I mean, the faster it's spinning, the more you're going to notice it. Uh, but really like the, the differences between 104 and a hundred lay person wouldn't tell <laughs> you could tell as a hitter because it's that much faster. You could tell as a catcher because it hits yeah. that much harder. Uh, throwback Thursday, Rach. Sure, but before we go to Throwback Thursday, I just want to share this little sports story. I'm sure I'm sure Wheels has seen this, but have you seen the Shohei Otani news, Dave? Yeah. yeah. Just that he got married and he just posted it on Instagram. And hit a home run his first <laughs> Yeah, first first, one, game. first first at bat of the spring coming off Tommy John surgery. Yeah. I just love like the post on Instagram is really cute because he's just like, Hey, by the way, I got married. It seems like Here's the a picture of my guy. dog. Yeah, he seems like a real Yeah, sweet. and he is really private. Like he does not Nobody even, I mean, like in, in Japan, he is such a big star. Like he, he might be as big there as Taylor Swift is worldwide. Like in the United mm-hmm. States, he's probably the most famous person in Japan. Um, and he does a good job of not really living out in public. Did you notice it when you were in Japan? Yeah. The last time I went was maybe two weeks after he announced he was going to the Dodgers and there was LA stuff everywhere, yeah. like available for sale already. So Okay, throwback Thursday, 84 years ago in 1940, Gone with the Wind won eight Academy Awards, including Best Best Picture of 1939. Gone with the Wind. I'm surprised nobody's done a modern version of that. 
I, I don't feel like give nobody, a damn about that. Might be problematic. Yeah, yeah I, feel I like agree. Nobody wants to give a really it. thread a needle. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, remember that was the one of the first movies that was uh, uh, central to that big discussion about like uh, uh, how should we handle that old material? Yeah. You know, should we Butterfly yeah. McQueen? Should we censor yeah. it? Should we edit it out? Should we put the little warning before? Yeah. 64 years ago in 1960, the first Playboy Club featuring waitresses in bunny outfits opened in Chicago. Hugh Hefner closed the clubs in 1986, calling them passe. Mm. <laughs> uh, 56 years ago, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band won Album of the Year at the Grammys. And 52 years ago in 1972, John Lennon's U.S. immigration visa expired. Thus began the ex-Beatles' three-and-a-half-year fight to remain in the country. His problems supposedly stemmed from his 1968 conviction for possession of marijuana in the U.K. Crazy. 20 years ago in 2004, Finding Nemo won an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. Well-deserved. <laughs> are you being sarcastic or are you being... No, I'm being I love Finding Nemo. And tw- you know what, though? I don't know that I could watch it again after Ellen. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. She's just I've, too mean. Just too mean. I've told you my, my, my story um, about my brother who was, uh, he was working for Disney on some freelance stuff, and he was pitching some ideas for uh, Finding Dory, like some marketing stuff. Yeah. And uh, Ellen was, was very mean about uh, what, what he had pitched, and she said it was the worst idea she'd ever heard. Wow, that's mean. I know. Do you remember the idea? Yeah, the idea was for it's. Uh, it would it would have been like a little, just a little phone game or browser game or something for the internet, and it would have been called Finder. And the idea is you're swiping through all the characters uh, from the movie, <laughs> and you're trying to find Dory. Ah. On it's Finder. a little it's adult for kids, for right? Kids, but yeah, that's, that's what she said in <laughs> in, in, in oh so many words. <laughs> <laughs> and my final throwback Thursday, twelve years ago in 2012, Davy Jones of the Monkees died of a heart attack at the age of 66. Well, I don't think I knew that. I, I mean, I, I think I knew he was dead. But when we come back, we're gonna have Dan Dillon on with us. He is the author of Where'd You Go to High School? Uh, it was a bestseller back in 2005. Now he has the Ultimate St. Louis Trivia Quiz. Anybody got anything on Leap Day, Leap Year? I sure do. Today is February 29th, so it's Leap Day. And bad news, fellas, we are all working for free today. Oh, I saw this. That's the way it works out. If you're on salary. Yep. Don't count. Mm. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, let's quit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. See you guys. Uh, if you, yeah, if you get paid hourly, none of this matters. It only affects people who make a set amount per year. But uh, that's kind of a bummer. We get an extra Monday and Tuesday, though, um, in the year 2024, so that's exciting. <laughs> Spin it to the positive. In the other years, we're getting a free day paid. Oh, yeah. So the other, <laughs> the other three years. <laughs> it didn't make me feel one bit no, better. No, it didn't. It was a joke. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back, guys. DGS. Uh, we have author Dan Dillon in. Uh, Dan did 31 years over at KMOV Channel 4. Just talking about some of the personalities he worked with while there. Back in 2005, he had a bestseller called uh, So Where'd You Go to High School? And we're talking about the Ultimate St. Louis Trivia Quiz, which is the heaviest small book. I swear <laughs> to God. It's like this device. It's really one physics. for three ounces. I know because I mail them every day. Man, oh man! Well, nice to meet you. Thanks Thank for coming you, in, Dave. Thanks, thanks for having you. And on. just real quick, just about your career. Uh, you're talking about Julius and Steve Schiff were the the big dogs when you first started. Yeah. yeah. And and you know pretty much everyone since then. Pretty much 31 years. A lot of people came through the the doors of one Memorial Drive, and uh, I got to work with some fantastic uh, people in the media. And the golden years. I the mean, golden years before twenty four seven news and. Well, I tell you what the uh, the gold the real golden years were when I started in nineteen eighty three. We were still owned by CBS. Yeah, everyone had their own American Express credit card. Nice. I mean, even I, lowly writer producer, got my own card. Uh, you know, you could you could basically buy anything you wanted if you needed it, and then CBS sold us in eighty six, and the. Uh, the uh, the the uh, floor fell out. Cards went away. <laughs> you had to get used to reality. Yeah. Well, your first book. I'm curious about that. What's the basic? Yeah, I, I understand the title. I understand the reference. But what's what's that book like? You're talking about the high school yes. book. Basically, you know, I I had been in St. Louis long enough where I realized, you know, this so where you go place. to high school is the, <laughs> whether you like it or not. That's the the go to question. Uh, so I thought I'd I'd build on that theme, and uh, the book is actually called the Baby Boomer Edition because everything in it zeroes in on that Baby Boomer era when I where I grew up, um, and I had one hundred different high schools that I sort of uh, gave a little biography about. Uh, it it turned out to be exactly a hundred high schools. Got a lot about the radio stations we listened to in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. The restaurants we went to, um, you know, the sock hops and uh, all the uh, television shows in St. Louis that we watched at the time. St. Louis really is its own planet. They are, especially back then. Yeah, and that's why make that's why trivia is so important here. Yeah, it, it really is. I uh, remember coming over. I grew up over in the East Side. I could be at my house in thirty minutes from here. And when I came over here to go to law school at WashU in eighty eight, eighty seven. I went to the High Point, 
and we're hitting on girls. And the girl asked me, where'd you go to high school? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You should have told them CBC. <laughs> yeah, right it, the- had I known now. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Burroughs. Yeah, I can, I can give people some advice on what to say when somebody asks them that. Yes, how to make it in St. <laughs> and Louis. sometimes you can't tell the truth. And now it's country club. Now it's what country club do you belong to? Yeah. So let's talk about the book, and then let's let's play the book. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, tell us how did you how did you how did you start? Well, uh, first of all, I've been hosting trivia for about twenty years. The hardest nights the in St. hardest Louis. hosting job in the world. <clears throat> it can be, it can be, uh, especially when you get some disgruntled people playing. <laughs> uh, so you you know where th- so I do. You, you've done it. I've done it. <laughs> okay, so I had you know a gazillion St. Louis questions. Uh, piled up, and I said, you know, I I got to do something about this. So um, I put it together. I had to flesh it out a lot. Uh, I decided, you know, 100 different uh, categories of 10 questions each, sort of uh, format it like a trivia night where you got 10 questions for every category, and then um, just have as much St. Louis stuff as I could in there. So, you know, you've got stuff about – Baseball, basketball, railroads, St. Louis in the movies, restaurants, scandals, famous writers, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and so on. And, you know, so 100, 100 different categories. Okay. Can we do some sports, see if we can stump Wheeler? Oh, you'll stump me. <laughs> Good attitude. Yeah. I got a sports question. I like it. <laughs> they aren't all sports. Let me get to let me get. Yeah, a throw out anything you want, question man. here. Um. Who was the Rams' primary starting quarterback from 2002 through 2009? Oh. Bolger. Yeah, it's Mark Bolger. Mark Bolger, that's yeah. correct. <laughs> like, I covered that team. <laughs> <laughs> and he's my best friend. <laughs> uh, here's one if you're a uh, Rachel Ubig uh, movie fan. Yeah. All right. What film shot in St. Louis featured a young Kevin Costner as a sports physician named Marcus Summers. I know this. Oh, gosh. You're not going to know. Not okay. one of his, American Flyers. That's right. American <laughs> Flyers. It's Man. a great ding, movie. Ding, ding. It was. Uh, when when uh, Coster was, you know, a baby. Yes. Um, here's a good one. Legend is the fourth floor of a St. Louis public high school is haunted, and that's because the school was built on the site of a former old cemetery and some of the graves were never dug up what st louis public high school which still exists is it that's great poltergeist you <laughs> what's that i thought you were going, i you. thought he was going verhagen hall for the exorcist but i don't know uh, this one yeah i don't know roosevelt mm-hmm. okay uh um, sounds like a visit yeah sounds like yeah, a halloween, halloween show, show. <laughs> yeah. what st louis beer had the slogan the choicest product of the brewer's art Hmm. He stumped us again. St. Louis. Brewed in St. Louis, but not by AB. Hmm. Would it be Limp? You're on the right track. Okay. That's the only one I know. Falstaff. I didn't know that was, was a St. Louis beer. Me neither. Limp originally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's an interesting one that I didn't know until I uh, uh, did some research here. What training did Scott Air Force Base focus on during World War II? And I'll give you four choices. Okay. A, navigation, B, parachute jumping, C, radio communication, or D, Boeing B-29 maintenance. Ooh, should we guess radio communication? Yeah, I guess C. Yeah, I was going to say the parachutes. Radio communication. Yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. 
Uh, let's see. Let's. Oh, this is this is something that uh, a lot of St. Louisans should know, but they don't. What's the name of the lake where Forest Park Boathouse sits? Oh gosh, it does have a name. <laughs> I, keep looking, I keep looking at Dave like, come on, you know. We would yeah. be the worst trivia night team ever. We're like, oh, can I have another mulligan, we please? so well with Mark How Bolger. many mulligans do you get? And then I knew American Flyers. Yeah. Yeah. Dave's it's, like, I got it. It's the post-dispatch lake. Oh, that's cool. For a, a lot of reasons that I won't go into now. That is kind of cool. All right. Can any of you name the St. Louis stripper that had her chest Insured for $50,000 by Lloyd's of London. <laughs> you guys probably are too young for this, but I remember reading about her in the in the Globe Democrat uh. when my dad wasn't watching. <laughs> it, what, uh, I no. didn't know that there was a famous stripper from St. Evelyn Louis. Evelyn West. Oh, mm. I don't know who that is. And her... Fifty thousand dollar treasure chest. Oh, okay. I wonder if it was like, twenty like million dollar man, except the fifty. <laughs> Maybe thirty and twenty. Yeah. Maybe she's really fond of lefties. It was forty and ten. <laughs> well, she was stripping when she was like sixty. It was it was sad to oh, see. Wow. Uh, not that I ever saw it, but I. Uh, hey, I'm I gonna heard. be sixty this uh, year. We believe you. <laughs> I can strip it any second. <laughs> How about this one? What brand of beer was brewed by Billy Bush from 2011 to 2019? We do know this. Uh-huh. How soon K. do we forget? Oh, it, it sounds like Keurig, but it's not. No. Craftig. 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 Good job. Very good. Uh, he was once boxing's heavyweight champion of the world. He was from St. Louis. Leon Spinks. <laughs> nope. He died under unusual circumstances in 1970. Huh. Now I'm stumped. A little before my time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sonny Liston. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, damn. Yeah, yeah. Should have known that. Yeah, I definitely know Sonny. What were the mysterious I mean, circumstances? Do you know Do you know what the mysterious circumstances were? I don't remember that. I know. It was probably drugs. Huh? I mean, he was, uh, he fell into uh, drug abuse in the last few years, I believe. You know, I just heard some trivia about Sonny Liston. Trish Gazelle's dad was his sparring partner. He's there, right? You know, I feel like she has said that on yeah. the air before. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, that's awesome. Really neat. I mean, he was in and out of jail even when he was boxing. Trish Gazelle's dad? Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, yeah, Trish we didn't know that. Call Trish. Larry. Don't tell Trish. Uh, how about this one? Uh, how many miles do participants run through the streets of St. Louis in the annual St. Patrick's Parade run? Is it a marathon? Is it a half marathon? Nope. No, it's no, a it's just a specified run mile. You got me. I'll say 10 five miles. miles. Oh. Five. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Grace is multiple. taking this really seriously. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, am I winning? <laughs> <laughs> I think you are. Uh, in what year did the Sporting News label St. Louis as the best sports city in the United oh, States? Oh, you should know this, Wheels. Well, it might, I think it predates me, though. I think I, if I'm guessing, if I'm remembering it right, it would be... Would it be around when the Rams won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think it was. Around. Yeah, I was, I was going to say it was like um, 2003 or four. 2000. Okay. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, I didn't get here till 06, so. And the Rams won, what, 98? 99. 99, okay. Um, when St. Louis production of the Corvette, you know, which was made here back in the early days, when it was up and running by... 1954, what was the sticker price of a Corvette? Here are your choices. A, 2774, B, 3349, 
C, 4166, or D, 4499. Rumor, this is 1954. B. I was going to go B as well, yeah. The answer is A. It uh, only costs twenty-seven. Say, guys, I think wow. the B is what my dad's cost Sounds in sixty-four. Nuts, doesn't yeah, it? I mean, you so. know, the the equivalent of that today is probably you know fifty, sixty thousand. Yeah. yeah, and the Corvettes today are eighty. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say her crap. I no, like, no. Hey, I, skip listen, Weber's when I was more. looking at the Camaro, oh, I was like, more, I yeah. think a Corvette, and I'm like, yeah, I saw the price tag. Like, do, nope, uh, not do, thinking that. If you're just right. tuning in, we're talking to Dan Dill, and he's the author of the Ultimate St. Louis Trivia Quiz. Let's do a couple more here. Okay. Uh, Dave, you probably shopped here. What was the name of the now-closed hip-hop haberdashery downtown at the corner of Tucker and Washington? I should know this just because I walked by it all the time. You did? That's right down the road from here. Yeah. Yeah. It closed maybe 12 years ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm. I don't know. Gus's Fashion and Shots. Know who know that's Tony Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's another multiple choice that I found interesting. Who opened for the Rolling Stones for their Exile on Main Street tour in 1972 here? I believe it was at uh, the arena. Was it A, Donovan, B, Grand Funk Railroad, C, Creedence Clearwater Revival, or D, Stevie Wonder? I'm going to say B. CCR. I'm going to say CCR. Stevie Wonder. Oh. Nice. That was Can you imagine amazing. Show that show? Oh, Stevie gosh. and then Rolling Stones. 72. Yeah. That's Man, fantastic. Like, big time. Uh, right. Dan, where do people find the book? What's the best place? Uh, any of the uh, area bookstores. You can find it on Amazon or my uh, website is stlutrivia.com, S-T-L-O-U trivia.com. It really is. This is a really, really nice book. You guys thank should you. pick it up. Dan, thank you so much. We'll I appreciate you on again. it, guys. All right. Thank you. Dave Murray joins us on the other side of the break. Jim Talent at the top. And then John Pertzborn from Fox 2 is going to be with us at 4.30. Uh, Rach, trouble in Japan? Well, there's a major scandal, Dave. I saw this on Twitter. The principal of a junior high school in Japan was dismissed from his job on Tuesday after he was caught dispensing more coffee than he paid for at a convenience store. Uh, the 59-year-old man who wasn't named said he'd been pouring himself large coffees during his lunch break, even though he'd only paid for the regular-sized option. He realized in June that the store staff didn't notice when he dispensed a $1.25 coffee at a self-service machine while paying for a 75-cent cup. Uh, he poured himself extra coffee, coffee seven times throughout the year, and then he was discovered. The coffee caper has led to the principal's disciplinary dismissal, according to the Board of Education. Japan's different. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a supporter of the death penalty, and uh, then I heard about this guy. Mm. And uh, Coffee jail. <laughs> he didn't receive his retirement pay either, believed to be about 20 million yen, $180,000. The standards are high. That's all I mean. That is vicious. I mean, like, that's too much. That's extreme. Like, yeah. they're the one end, but we are the opposite. End yeah. Of that. Oh, yeah. Like, we're like, oh, you're in politics and you got all these problems. No worries. Yeah. You well, killed two people going 70 miles an hour down Olive. You can go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah get out of jail yeah. on bond. Yeah, you're good. Kind yep. of uh, in that same vein, as far as like here in the United States, we just don't take that stuff as seriously. Did you guys see the latest Gavin Newsom story? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate this so much. This is bad. Panera Bread is allegedly exempt from California's $20 minimum wage law after the owner donated to Governor Newsom. Oh, that's bad. So they made this $20 minimum wage for people that work in the food industry unless they make bread. 
Oh, that's bad. <laughs> like, it's are bad. you kidding me? It's real bad. Yeah, here's the thing. A lot of people do think that Gavin Newsom is like the future of the Democrat Party, but he has a lot of stuff under that's, his belt like this, like the French see, laundry thing during Come out and explain that to you. Like, I that's hear, insane. My brother living out in L.A., I've heard a lot about Newsom. And, and like, whenever somebody's like, I think he could swoop in and he could be the next president. I mean, maybe he could, but he's like old, old school Democrat. And what I mean by that is like corrupt gangster style Democrat. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like Chicago. Well, I mean, this is that's style. all forms of BS. So the all of the workers at, at that company are going to get hurt by this, by being exempted from a policy, even though you're a restaurant. And somebody made a joke, by the way. I saw the jokes on Twitter were great about this. Like, get ready for Home Depot in bakery. <laughs> to be <Yeah>. in there. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 